All right, hey, <laughs> welcome in everybody. Happy holidays. You can see my shirt. It's not over yet. We, got, we still got a little bit more time. Um, yeah, welcome in everybody. Uh, it's so good to see you. Uh, if you're here every week or you know, this is your first time or any and everything in between, welcome in. Um, we've got a pretty cool surprise for everybody today, um, so be sure to stay tuned. But for now, my name is CJ. I'm one of the guys here um, on the leadership team. And when Mark can't give the message and Brandon can't give the message or Amanda or Alexia or Lisa, sometimes I'll, they'll have me come up and, uh, and, and give, a few, uh, give a few words. But all jokes aside, again, super excited um, to be up talking today because today we're going to look back on the years we've already done a little bit. Um, talk a little bit about the present, and then prepare ourselves for what's coming in 2024. Um, before we get to that, though, so that surprise that I mentioned, um, who here knows about Spotify Wrapped? Spotify Wrapped, okay, few people in here. So if you don't know, um, Spotify and other like music streaming services and stuff, they'll kind of put together a little summary of what you've listened to throughout the year. So like your top artist, your top um, song, like how many minutes or hours you've listened to your favorite artist, things like that. My favorite, my top artist was Noah Kahan, by the way, um, this year. <laughs> okay, got some fans. Um, but yeah, it takes you through like a little journey of your life um, through music for the year. Um, and so our awesome team here has put together a movement wrapped to show where we've been over the last year. So let's go ahead and take a look at that now. All right, so let's give a hand to all those milestones we hit and our awesome team that put that together. Uh, thanks to George Ann especially for putting a lot of those visuals together. Yeah, let's give another round of applause. So if you were part of any of that, then, you know, we are so glad that you've joined us and, and been a part of what, you know, we're doing here at Movement. And if you feel like you missed out a little bit or maybe didn't know about one or two of those opportunities, don't worry because we're going to be running it back in 2024 and we'll have plenty of opportunities to, to keep serving and keep chasing Jesus. So uh, just keep an eye out for those announcements as they're coming. But um, I want to shout out as well, uh, Stephen Bell, who's a part of our um, teaching team who said this as we were kind of talking about this message that we don't chase numbers here, we chase Jesus. And I want to confirm and say that's absolutely 100% true that we just wanted to highlight some of the awesome milestones and amazing things that happened here because of Jesus in this year. So as far as like, you know, those specific numbers, if those are halved or doubled next year, we'll be super excited either way because we here at Movement, you know, we just want to be a people that's moving closer to Jesus and moving closer to other people. But as you can see, we had a pretty cool year. Um, a bunch of new connections made, and again, I've said this word a couple times, but a bunch of new milestones as well, which is really exciting. Um, but I want to acknowledge it wasn't all pretty either. You know, we've been mourning some losses in the community um, and definitely lived through some some trying times this year as well. So, I mean, for all of us, 2023, you know, there might, it might be something that it might be a year to remember, and then there might be some sections of it that we'd probably rather forget. Um, but there are times in general where it can be particularly valuable to look back at the past and see what it has to offer, especially as we're looking forward to the future. And I think that this time, kind of known as, as Twixmas between Christmas and New Year's, is one of those times when it's, it's very valuable to look back at what's happened and also look forward. Um, it's, that's my, this is my favorite time of year. I love Twixmas. I love this time because it's when you get to play with the toys, 
right? Like after Christmas, you've been waiting for that new game or that new book or something like that, and you actually get to like read it now. You actually get to read that book or play with that game. Maybe you're off work for a little bit or haven't got to, you know, start working yet, and so you just get to chill, no school or anything like that, uh, read PJs all the time, again, read that new book, play that new game. Um, but it's always felt a little bit weird, and it's kind of hinted at by what um, Amanda and Mark were saying earlier, which I didn't ask them to do that, so it must just be a universal thing that, like, it feels a little weird, right? You don't necessarily always know what day it is. Um, you don't know when the last time you showered was, maybe. <laughs> you know, you wake up at 10, not eating breakfast, or if you do eat breakfast, maybe it's candy, right, that you got. That was, that's been my last couple of breakfasts, going to be honest. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a, a weird time, right? And I think part of that, part of it being a weird time is because it feels, at least to me, kind of like the culmination of the year on Christmas Day, where, you know, and the culmination of a lot of planning, right? So you've gotten gifts, and you've kind of prepared to, to give those gifts, and you've been waiting on it, and then it actually happens, right? And you do that. You've maybe gone through all of your holiday plans, or at least most of them at that point. And so it kind of feels like the end of the year has wrapped up, at least again for me, on Christmas, or maybe, you know, the day after or so. Um, but the new year hasn't actually started yet, right? 2024 hasn't actually started yet. So you're left in this weird little twilight zone space um, in the middle. And I think uh, like uh, several people I've heard chalking and chatting about that this morning, that just feels like a little bit of a, a weird space. Um, and there's a term for this type of feeling. Uh, it's going to be up on the screen here. It's called liminal. So between or belonging to two different places, states, etc., um, just a word meaning like in between or transitional. So the term is, it's often used for like saying like a, a liminal time or a liminal space. Um, and there's something about them that seems kind of, you know, sometimes special or magical or sometimes even eerie. Um, and so I'm going to give a couple quick examples of this. So um, quick question, did anyone's dad ever wake them up super ridiculously early to head to the airport? No, okay, got, got a, a couple of people in here. Um, yeah, like, all right, let's go. Like, we've got a, we got a plane to catch at one, and I am not missing it. Like, you know, we're, we're burning daylight. Let's go. And I'm just like, Dad, it's 3 a.m., please. Like, there's no, there's literally no daylight to burn yet. It's, it's, it's dark outside. Um, and, you know, I always thought airports were, were, again, pretty cool, also a little bit weird, and it was probably more so that we just didn't do it very often, right? We didn't go to the airport very often. But the airport is a classic example of one of these liminal spaces where it is inherently a transitional space, right? Where you're going from one place, you're staying at the airport for a little bit, right? Sometimes longer than you like, sometimes shorter than you like. But you're, the point is you're going to be heading off somewhere else, right? So I don't know if you've ever slept over at an airport. We had to, my wife and I had to... Uh, I think it was coming back from our honeymoon, we had a flight that got canceled, and so we actually slept at a hotel airport, and were there overnight, and it was the weirdest thing. I didn't even know you could do that. I didn't know they had hotel airports. Um, but it's a weird feeling because it's supposed to be a transitional space. You're not necessarily supposed to stay there. Another example is like hotel hallways, right? Think it's a pretty mundane thing. It's a pretty normal thing, you might say. But then, have you ever thought about, like, when was the last time you spent, like, two hours hanging out in a hotel hallway, 
right, that'd probably feel kind of weird because you're not necessarily supposed to stay there, right? You're, you're walking in from one place and you're going to your, your hotel room. It, it starts to get a little weird if you start hanging out for, for too long, right? Um, but, you know, how does this relate to what we're talking about today? Um, I mentioned right at the beginning that we're going to be bringing together the past, right, 2023 especially, and then bringing that in with the future, especially looking forward to the next year. And I don't think there's a better time to kind of combine those two things, to combine the, that intentional looking back and intentional looking forward than during one of these transitional liminal spaces. And I, because I think that's where our minds naturally go. So I, I was kind of thinking about examples of this um, that might, you know, make sense. And I, I was thinking my wife and I moved this year. Um, and when you move from, we moved from a place that we loved, we loved our home, and we had, to, we had to move out and find a new place. And once you kind of get to your new place, right, it's this weird transition space of like, you feel a little homeless, even though you have a place to live, right? Because all the places in your home that you knew where things were, all of a sudden, they're, they're all different, right? Your laundry's in a different spot, your kitchen's in a different spot, your sinks, your bathrooms, you don't even know where the, which light switches do what. I'm still learning. It's six months ago. I'm still figuring out which switches do what. Um, and so there's this kind of liminal time in between, right, where you're not quite as comfortable. And it can cause you, again, naturally to kind of think back to, oh, this is where this was in that home, or this is how I used to feel when I was there, or when I did this in, this, in that space. But then we also, again, I think naturally, there's an opportunity for us to be thinking forward of like, oh man, once I get everything unpacked, this is what this room will look like, or once I put that new paint job, or once I get that toilet fixed, or whatever the case might be, this is what you know, this space could look like and will look like in the future. And so I think these liminal spaces are natural times where we naturally think about the past and we also think about the future. So I want to embrace that today in this time, again, kind of, we're kind of coming to the end of it, but this time between um, Christmas and New Year's that everybody f agrees is a little bit of a weird space. I think we can embrace that and, and not waste it and take the opportunity to, again, look back and look forward. So next week um, is one you absolutely don't, don't want to miss. Mark is going to be talking about the future of movement specifically, kind of where we're headed as a community in 2024. Um, but I'll, I'll let him, you know, share those exciting details. Um, but for the rest of the time today, we're going to be talking about preparing our hearts um, to hear what God has in store for us. What he has in store for our community that Mark's going to be kind of presenting next week. But also preparing our hearts just for what God is, can do through us and through you individually in, in the coming year. So I've said, I've said uh, prepare your heart, prepare our heart, you know, a couple times here. Um, you know, the, this phrase, prepare your heart, what does that actually mean? It's kind of one of those churchy phrases. I feel like I've pretty much only heard it in churches um, through the years. And as best as I can tell, like, it's kind of used in, in ways like, you know, prepare your heart for worship or maybe, like, prepare your heart to hear God's word. Um, but anytime you hear those churchy phrases, like, I'm always like, what, what does that actually mean and how do you actually do it? I think we all kind of, like, you know, maybe you've heard it before and kind of have a general idea, but I want to dig a little deeper into it in terms of, like, how you actually do it, because I, I wanted to know for myself. Um, so as best as I could tell, there really isn't an explicit mention of this in the Bible. Like, there isn't a do X, you know, and prepare your heart to get to Y or, or something like that. Um, there's a lot about, like, purifying your heart and strengthening your heart, keeping your heart, things like that. 
Um, but I, I found a couple verses and a couple things that hopefully shed some light on this and why I think it is, it is important. It is an important thing to do. So the closest verse I found and like maybe where it came from, I'm not exactly sure, but maybe where this originally came from is in the King James um, Version and the New King James Version of the Bible. Um, the verse will be up on the screen, Proverbs 16:1. The preparations of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Now, it gives us a little bit more info about what this might be. Um, this verse seems to be talking about preparations as just that, straight up, just prep, preparing for the future, right? Planning or preparing for the future. That's something that we do very often and, and very naturally. But the important, the most important piece comes right after, that God has the final say. And that doesn't mean it's unwise to plan. Like, it's very important to plan. There are several verses throughout the Bible that do talk about planning and that it is, it is important to do. It's healthy to do. Um, it simply means that, and I apologize to the author because I, I didn't catch the reference for this, but I, I read this when I was looking um, for stuff, that it simply means that proper planning includes acknowledging God's will and our limitations. So in our planning, in our preparing, in our setting up for the future, whatever that looks like, a part of it, when we prepare our hearts, a part of that process is acknowledging God's will and God's hand that we don't know the future. We might have these, these great plans. We might have things penciled into the schedule, but we don't know what's actually going to end up happening. And if we take a moment to acknowledge God's will and the fact that he knows what's going to happen, it can bring us a lot of peace. Okay, so let's keep going. So um, next up, this will be on the, on the slides as well. Um, this is from an anonymous author, but from a New Thing Ministries. And they said, keeping a prepared heart allows us to walk through seasons of change in faith and peace. It means holding our heart out before the Lord with a humble attitude asking him and allowing him to deal with any areas of our heart that are not currently aligned with his plan and purpose. A prepared heart helps us to embrace change when it comes our way. Looking back is often a great teacher. So the author goes on to talk about how looking at the past, they can often see how God like may have been there for them when you know tough times hit or when tough times had, had come. And it, it doesn't make preparing your heart and, and doing this and, and kind of holding this posture of, thinking about what's going to happen in the future and at the same time acknowledging that, you know, God's in control. It doesn't necessarily make the tough times not tough, right? Hard things are still going to happen. Change is still going to come. But it can bring us some peace in the middle of those changes and in, in the middle of the storms that are going to come. And, and it opens us up to the possibilities that the change may bring. So this is for good things and bad things, right? There are things that we may be super, super excited about that happen that can bring some disappointment when they don't happen, right? But if we, again, it doesn't mean that it's not sad when that good thing doesn't happen. But if we kind of have this posture of humility before God, it, it lets us be open to what God might be doing otherwise that could even be greater. And then on the flip side, when negative things happen that we weren't necessarily prepared for, it again opens us up to see that you know, God can bring good from those situations. So, okay, so talked a little bit, hopefully that's a, a little bit, uh, there's a little bit clearer of what preparing your heart is, um, I hope. Um, but how do we practically do it? How do we actually do the thing of preparing our hearts? Again, kind of with this idea of preparing ourselves for the future 
and kind of holding this, this humility um, before God. So there is, um, at, well, first off, I think it looks like a quiet time kind of slash meditation and prayer. Um, preparing your heart is talking to yourself and talking to God. Um, and we, can, we do have an example, I think, for us in the Bible of a time when Jesus did this. So um, this is right before Jesus was betrayed and would go on to die. Um, he went with a few of his disciples to a place called the Garden of Gethsemane, and he prayed. Um, and this will be up on the screen as well. This is uh, Matthew 26, verses 36 through 39 from the NIV. Um, and it, it says, Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. And so this is something that it goes on, the, the chapter goes on to say that Jesus did this several more times. He prayed this prayer several more times. And again, I mean, he kind of knew, he knew in this moment what was about to happen, something very, very uncomfortable. But we can kind of take a look at what he was doing in that moment as he was preparing for what was about to happen. Um, he took some time to pause beforehand, right? He could have done any number of things, but we see, again, kind of having an idea of what was coming, he chose to take a couple friends and take a couple, a couple people that were close to him and going to a quiet place to kind of pause and think about what was going on and taking stock of his emotions and where he was at. Because, I mean, again, he's probably traveling, he's still speaking to people, there's all sorts of things, you know, going on. But he, as he was settling in for this time, you know, he, he was taking stock of his emotions and thinking, okay, where's his heart at? Where's his head at? And that led to some pretty powerful emotions of feeling sorrowful and troubled. And I imagine some of that doesn't say fear, but it's probably scary, right? It was probably pretty scary in this moment. And so as he's doing this, though, what, is, what comes next is that he prayed to God that this is what he would like to happen, or in, in this case, not happen, that he was saying, you know, please take this cup from me. If I had a choice here, I would like to not have to go through this if it's possible. But again, that key at the end there, kind of putting that Proverbs verse into practice of yet not as I will, but as you will. So not what I want to happen, God, but your will be done kind of thing in this moment. And I think that's really cool because it, it, there's an important piece here of putting the, that Proverbs into, into practice, right? There's a difference between just like knowing things in your head, especially when you're like following Jesus. We, we can have a lot of stuff in our heads that we know that we should do or know that should happen. Like we know God's in control. That's a thing that's true. But Jesus kind of takes it this step further in, in his pausing, in his thinking about what's going on. He actually says it back to God and gives the control over. So there's like, again, this difference of just knowing it, just living your life knowing it, and actually intentionally pausing, intentionally acknowledging and thinking about the thing that is coming or that you think is coming, and then saying, not only just knowing it, but saying, God your will be done here. You're in charge, you know, your will be done. And so again, 
these, these three things, um, there's, there's three components to, to this preparing your heart. It's pausing, which is like 90%, again, when I mentioned kind of like quiet time, meditation type stuff, that's really like 90% of, of that is, is just pausing, just intentionally stopping for a minute and just kind of turning internal and just thinking. Taking stock of where your heart is at and then choosing to move towards humility. So not like humiliation, but into a position of just saying like, God, I'm willing. You don't even have to say yes to whatever it seems might be going on, but just taking a stance of like, God, I'm willing to, you know, X, Y, Z. So, you know, God, I want this to be better, but, you know, I'm willing to hear you out. I don't know what's going on, but I'm willing to hear what you have to say. Or like, I don't know how to tell them this, right? Like, I don't know how to say I'm sorry. I don't know how to have this conversation. I don't think this relationship is, or this, this friendship or whatever that might be, is, is going to work out. Um, I don't see how it can be good anymore after this. But saying at the end of that, but God, I'm willing to hear you out. You know, I'm, I'm willing to hear how, how you can turn this and how you can help this. And it's, it's hard. I do want to acknowledge that. Like, it's very, it's very simple. So it's, it's, again, pause, pray, or sorry, pause, think, and pray, right? Like, that's it. Pause, think about what's going on, and then praying to God, just saying, God, you're in charge. Like, that's really all preparing your heart is. Again, I'm going to say, like, just pause Think about whatever this thing is that you're preparing for, that you're planning for, or that might happen in the future. Engaging with that emotion, the emotions that come along with that, and then just saying, hey, God, you're in charge. Very simple, but very hard. It's not easy to do this because emotions, and often deep emotions, are involved, right? And I, as an, kind of an example of this, right, I think back to like when I was kind of preparing for college, and it's like, okay, I, I know where I'm going in the fall, right? There might be some of you in here kind of preparing for this, that like, it's the beginning of this, this new year. And you might know, okay, yeah, this is where I'm going, but I don't know what I'm going to major in yet, right? And I don't have, much <laughs> don't have much time. Or maybe you know what you're going to major in, but I don't know what job I'm going to get afterwards. I don't know what I, what I want to do with my life yet. I don't even know if I want to go to college or major in this thing, right? And it's very easy to say, like, that's a problem for future CJ, or like, that's a, that's a problem for future me, right? But the thing is, eventually, you're going to be future you, and so it's, it's important, and it can be very helpful, and there's something very powerful about, again, preparing your heart that doesn't make it necessarily easier. Again, it doesn't necessarily make it easier to make the decision to engage with the emotions of you know, in, this, in that example of maybe leaving family or going into an unknown place or, you know, starting kind of a new chapter of life, it doesn't necessarily make some of those decisions super easy or make those transitions easy, but it can bring a lot of peace. And it can bring a lot of peace just knowing that God's in control, that he can make even, even uncomfortable situations beautiful and make, make beauty come out of those things. Okay, so I've got a couple props up here. Um, and so this actually right here is the 2023 staff calendar. 
Um, and you can see a lot of things written here. So a lot of things that were in the movement wrapped were planned out and written down on this calendar. And so this is kind of a little bit of a history of, of this year. And I've got a bunch of other ones here. Um, just from previous years at Movement, it's the same thing. This one actually is from 2017, and like Elisa and Rhett arriving is on here, right? So like this is a this is kind of like this written history of our community here at Movement, and I I think it's I think it's pretty cool to see where again like where we've been, kind of looking back. And I'm sure that you all probably have like calendars or you know maybe journals or pictures or even Spotify wraps maybe of this past year um, that you could look back on. And it, again, as you're kind of doing this pausing and preparing and thinking, it'd be really valuable to kind of look back at, at where you've been. Um, but, and I want to kind of point this out here, this is actually the 2023 calendar, but pretend it's 2024. Um, it's blank, <laughs> right? It's, it's, it's blank and it's unwritten. And your, your calendars for 2024 probably have some things penciled in, right? There's probably some things that you, you expect and know is, is, is going to happen, right? Work trips, vacations, visit to the doctors, right? Things like that. Um, but truly, like, 2024 is unwritten at this point. We don't actually know what's going to happen yet, right? We have no idea what is actually going to occur, and 2023, though, is done. It is written. We do know what happened. And it probably looks a lot different than the plans that we had in 2022, right? What we kind of expected was going was gonna to be coming. I know it was different for me. And I think, again, kind of a lot of people are thinking about that, uh, you know, things may have not gone as planned in, in 2023. But, again, 2024 is, is a blank space for us. I don't know what it is for you, but this could be the year. This could be the year. Preparing our hearts, though, for whatever that might be, is kind of the equivalent of unlocking the door. So you don't have to, again, you don't have to open the door. You don't have to fully, you know, necessarily even jump into whatever that thing is. But, the, you know, this could be the year that you ask for forgiveness. This could be the year that you say welcome home to someone. I'm not, again, I'm not sure what specifically it is for you. Uh, this could be the year that you say, God, if you're real, show me. You know, show me what's, what's, what the truth is. You know, show me yourself this year. Um, my question for you is, are you willing to let God do something in you this year? If you are, then prepare your heart. 